It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Welcome back to another edition of the Unreasonable Odds podcast, the Thursday edition where we always go through the NFL board and what's been an absolute nightmare in the NFL right now. Chaos has ensued right before Christmas. I, you know, tis the season not to be having all this chaos, but that's where we are right now. But that's okay. We are going to power through it. My co-host Julian Edlow here as well, powering through his life right now and a very special guest. If you watch any DraftKings and stuff, you know Ross Tucker. We all know Ross Tucker, one of our favorites here on the show to, to join us. The Even Money Podcast, too. Want to get some more betting insight. Ross Tucker, that's the guy to go to right there. But, Ross, my man, thank you for joining the show. Appreciate it. Well, my pleasure. Thank you, Steve. And honestly, I'm not the man on the Even Money Podcast to listen to this year. Listen to my co-host, Steve <laughs> Fezzik, the only two-time winner of the Super Contest at the Westgate. I think he's up 33 units this year. Now, I will say this. We have a documented track record over the last five years. We're both up 60-some units over the last five years. So we both – we're actually very close to each other coming into this year. This year, not so much. I'm down two units, but <laughs> I've had two winning weeks in a row. So I'm on the way back up. But Steve's up 33 units. He's just very, very impressive. He knows all the numbers. But I've been doing very well recently with dogs and teasers. Those are usually my favorites. And I think it's probably the instinct, I would guess, of former players to usually like the underdogs, right? Because we've all been favorites and we've lost, or we've been underdogs and we've won. And those are probably the games that stand out to you the most as opposed to the opposite. So I always think, man, if you're going to give me three and a half points or seven, whatever the number is, um, I take a lot more dogs than I do favorites. That's for sure. Hey, we're all about positives here. Okay. If anybody is up on the NFL this year, most likely they're lying. Okay. Steve's not lying, but most likely anybody. I was going to say two time, two time super contest winner plus 33 units. I'm in. I have to start listening more. <laughs> Right. You got to you got to take a look. So um, take a uh, gander at that podcast as well. But let's get right into it. OK, lots of stuff happening. Probably as we're recording, you know, 20 more people have COVID. We just don't even know it yet. But that that's how this week has been going. But at least there's one game so far tonight. Chiefs at Chargers. Not a lot of COVID stuff in this one, at least coming into this one. Chiefs are massive public favorites in this one. Almost 80 percent of the handle. 
both on the money line and the uh, and the spread there. The Chiefs have been struggling to cover cover a spread almost all season long, even dating back to 2020. That's been uh, the, the bane of their existence, I guess you want to say, is covering the spread. But um, what, what are the initial thoughts on this one here, Ross? The, the Chiefs are absolutely on fire after a really, really poor start to the beginning of the season. Now they're looking like the team to beat in the AFC. What are your thoughts on this one here in this divisional matchup? I like the Chargers. Yeah, I, I would say... Anytime, almost anytime, I think a game is a, a toss-up game or a really close game, and I can get more than a field goal, I'm going to take the underdog. I'm looking at it right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook, of course, and the Chargers are getting three and a half. Yep. They both have some COVID issues. We know that the Chargers will be without their left tackle, Rashawn Slater. The Chiefs don't have Chris Jones who's one of their three or four best players, and Willie Gay, who's been incredibly impactful on defense as well. And they've only scored more than 22 points twice in the last seven games. The two times they played the Raiders. That's the only two times they scored more than 22 points because the teams that have played two deep safety looks against them have done a nice job of slowing them down, making them be patient. The Raiders haven't done that for whatever reason. So I just think, number one, you're not going to be as good on defense with the Chiefs without Chris Jones. He's their best defensive player. Number two, we don't have evidence that the Chiefs can score unless they're playing the Raiders. And number three, I like the Chargers. Back-to-back, they've played well on offense. Herbert's been money against the Bengals and the Giants. I really like the Chargers in this game getting three and a half at home. Well, t- tell me real quick about the other side of the ball um, with Justin Herbert going against this Chiefs defense. You mentioned the struggle scoring for Kansas City, and we'll see what they can do in L.A. on Thursday night. Um, but the reason most would argue that this team has has won six in a row has been because of the defense. And it has to be because you said last seven games they've scored below um, whatever it is in, in five of them. So. They're getting it done on defense. How do you think this Chargers offense uh, is going to be able to, to put up enough points against this kind of Kansas City defense that came out of nowhere? It was a big issue at the beginning of the year. Yeah, honestly, I think it ends up probably like 23-20. Yeah. 24-23, somewhere. Else. I don't think the Chargers are going to put up a ton of points. But <clears throat> they're without their best coverage linebacker in Willie Gay. That's not good if you're going against Austin Eckler. And they're without their best defensive player, period, and Chris Jones, who has been incredibly impactful. And they actually played a lot of two-deep zone themselves, but I just – the way Herbert's playing right now, I don't think the Chargers are going to light them up, don't get me wrong, but I do think they'll get into the 20s. I'm not sure the Chiefs do. You know, we um, we have these uh, these games on Saturday, and obviously the Saturday games have been the ones that have been most impacted by COVID, more specifically talking about the Browns, who are down so many players here. Uh, I, I, I don't even think it's worth talking about this game here just because there's still so much that we don't know yet coming into this well, game. But go ahead. Yeah, here's what I would say, Steve. Uh, I, two ideas, right? You either just stay away from the game yeah. until until the inactives come out, and then decide whether or not you want to make a play. Or, you know, for some of these games the next few weeks, if you feel like you have a good feel for what's going to happen on the COVID situation, I'll give you an example, okay? If next Monday a team has 
three or four guys go on the COVID list. That might be a good time to take the other team because the odds are they're probably going to have more guys test positive for COVID, right? Like that's kind of the way it works. It's like with these teams, the Browns and Washington, it's like four guys, three guys, four guys. So I don't know. I don't think my parents sent me to Princeton to be playing the COVID futures market on the Unreasonable <laughs> Odds podcast, but I guess that's what I'm I, here, here we are. You know, if if they if you see early next week a team has a couple guys, there's a decent chance they're going to have more than that, and you might want to go in on the other team before the line switches. Yeah, no but, doubt. But what I wanted to get to, go ahead, Julian. I didn't mean to cut you off. I are are you going to talk more about this game? No, I wasn't going to. So go ahead. Okay, I was going to transition to Saturday night as well. Sure. I was going to say that's some good, that's some good just overall betting the NFL during a COVID spike advice, which applies to Cleveland and Vegas on Saturday. So there you go. Maybe it'll come into play uh, later in the season. Hopefully, we don't have to worry about it too much. But a game that we've been fortunate to not really get any uh, impactful news on. That is a massive game in the AFC on Saturday night that we're all going to be watching. Patriots won seven in a row going into Indy Colts start. zero and three. Now they're up to seven and six playing really well. Uh, We all still have that, that win in Buffalo kind of in our heads. Um, This is a chess match game. This is a really interesting game. Should be a really close game. Uh, The Patriots opened favored now two point dogs, right? It got as high as two and a half. Yeah. Two point underdogs on DK Sportsbook plus plus one fifteen on the money line. Um, this is the game of the week, in my opinion, Ross. What do you got for uh, Pat's Colts? Yeah, I can't wait. Um, and what I would say is, to me, the Patriots are an excellent teaser leg. Yes. Yeah, that's one thing that jumped out to me. Um, I got them earlier in the week on the DK Sportsbook when they were getting two and a half, actually. I got them up to eight and a half. They're a teaser leg I like along with Pittsburgh, Miami, Cincinnati. Those are the teaser legs I like this week. Um, so, Because I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be an awesome game. I think, though, if we're just talking about the spread, I'd probably lay the two with the Colts. But you just don't feel like you're getting the value now that the line has switched as much. Uh, but I think the Colts, they need this game like blood. I love the way they were running the football before they're by. They're fresh. They're ready. Uh, to me, there's another game that's a field goal either way, which means you should probably not take the Colts or the Patriots for that matter. But my lean would be laying the two with the Colts. I think they end up winning the game for a bunch of different reasons. So if the Patriots were to win this game, though, they have to obviously stop Jonathan Taylor, right? How does that need to happen for them to do that? Because the Patriots against teams who have run the ball consistently have struggled. We've seen that happen uh, against like the Saints. They were able to get over 100 yards against the Patriots. The Chargers went for 154 yards against them. The Titans, even without Derrick Henry, went for 246 yards against the Patriots. What do they need to do to not have Jonathan Taylor beat them and instead try to have Carson Wentz beat them? Because that's where the weakness is with the Colts is when you need to have Carson Wentz throwing the ball. Now he's going to be facing one of the better secondaries in the league. So how do the Patriots do it? so that they can't they stop Jonathan Taylor yeah so it's interesting because I think that the Patriots we all know they're going to try to make Carson Wentz beat him right 
but the two things that jump out to me there, I, I, I guess, on the one hand, sometimes I feel like the Patriots, it doesn't bother them that much if you run on them yeah. in the sense that they're, they're primarily concerned about explosive plays and the red zone. So if you have some success running it, I don't think they get all that worked up about it. I think they really just don't want to give up the chunk plays. That said, you know, Frank Reich and the Colts know that Belichick's going to probably put the extra guy in the box on first down and not let Jonathan Taylor run them over, which means do we see more Carson Wentz play action on first down and does he deliver? I mean, this is like, the chess match, right? Well, I know he's going to do this, so I'm going to do this. But he knows I know that he's going to do this, so I'm going to do this. Um, I also think, little tidbit here, I think Mac Jones has a big day in this game. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Saw Bobby Okariki come out this week and say, we got to stop the run. Got to come downhill. Got to stop the run. You know, well, guess what? That's why when you play for the Patriots, Belichick doesn't let you say anything like that because he knows – that that means that they're going to go ahead and try to come downhill against the run, look for play-action pass from the Patriots on early down and distance, trying to take advantage of the Colts' over-aggressiveness. So I agree with Julian. going to be an awesome game. So let's transition to Sunday real quick. Um, one game I want to talk about before we, before we get out of here is you mentioned you like the Steelers as a teaser leg. I'm assuming that was in the two, two-and-a-half range. They're now one-point home dogs to the Tennessee Titans. This is a game Steve and I talked about on Tuesday's episode of Unreasonable Odds. Steve and I are going in a rare head-to-head in this game. I got Pittsburgh when it opened, plus two and a half and on the money line. Um, wrong team favored, in, in my opinion. And the, the Titans just – they're good, and they're going to be better as they get healthier maybe for the postseason, but they're not that good right now. They just can't score. Um Pittsburgh, solid defense, not a great scoring team either, but I think they're just in the more desperate spot. Um, they were embarrassed on Thursday night football those first three quarters. They got it together late. Now they have the long week to prep for a home game that they have to win to keep their playoff hopes alive. Tennessee needs it. They don't need it as badly. Uh, do you like Pittsburgh in this game, Ross, or are you just confident teasing them up at over a touchdown? Yeah, so both. So the line was two when yeah. we recorded the Even Money podcast on Tuesday. So I tease them up to eight because I do think it'll be a close game. But if I had to go with the side here, it would be the Steelers. For a lot of the reasons you just mentioned, the Titans are, are very offensively challenged right now. I mean, they are struggling. I think 13 guys touched the ball last game. I think their leading yeah. receiver might have been Jeff Swaim. I mean, you should not win an NFL football game by 20 points if Jeff Swaim's your leading receiver. Maybe that's why Urban Meyer got fired. Um, <laughs> un unbelievable. Um, it's not, it's one of them probably at any rate. I like the Steelers. Um, I think the Steelers, you know, they, they played last Thursday. They had to come back. I think they're healthier. Uh, but I also really like the under in this game. I don't play a lot of totals and I know 43 is a low number, but I, I don't know. I mean, this might be I was looking at neither team gets to 20. I mean, I this was looking be, at it too. I'm like, this, this is feels like, like 16, 20 to 13. 17 to me, yeah. uh, 21 to 16, something like that. Yeah. So I actually think where, where things are right now, my favorite play in that game would be the under 43. Or you could tease Pittsburgh up and tease the under and get it all, uh, 
get it all together. Hey, um, you said you don't tease totals. Don't start throwing that out there now. I don't. I very rarely do. I think I've teased one total this season. Um, I'm a man of my word. There, as there is for everything, there are exceptions. Fine. Um, all right. Ross Tucker from the Even Money Podcast. Before we get you out of here, we're going to switch over. Uh, bowl season starts Friday at noon on the East Coast. The Bahamas Bowl. But that's not the one we're going to talk about. We're going to go to the college football playoff. We're going to talk about the real stuff right here. Um, my wife doesn't know that these games are on New Year's Eve yet, and she's going to be very disappointed when I'm in front of the TV all night. <laughs> um, we got Cincinnati, Alabama, Bama, 13 and a half point favorites in that one. Um, and then the nightcap, Georgia, this just switched on drafting sportsbook. It was eight. Georgia's now even money laying eight and a half against Michigan. Uh, snuck in there by beating Ohio State and winning the Big Ten. Let's start with the early game. Um, Cincinnati gets in. What do you got on Cincinnati, Alabama? I assume you got Alabama winning, but 13 and a half. Yeah, by the way, um, I don't like that these games are on New Year's Eve at all. And yeah, I already told my already wife have... she wants to go to some country club thing. I'm like, that's fine. I'll be at the bar at the country club <laughs> watching the TV. I'm going to be asked about these games all week the next week. Like, I can't not watch the game. Right. So you can do whatever and talk to the lawyer and the doctor. I don't care. I've met him before. <laughs> I will be watching the TV in the bar. Um, and I, I like both dogs. Really? Uh, and maybe this is my SEC bias. I don't know. But Cincinnati has some legit dudes. Like, this is the thing people don't realize about Cincinnati. Their corners are two of the top ten corners for the NFL draft. Their D-end is a day-two pick. Their quarterback's a day-two pick. Like, th this is not a group of five team that doesn't have the horses. They have a lot of horses at key – quarterback – Edge rusher and your two corners, that's pretty good. Bama loses Mechie. That hurts. Yeah. Um, so I like Cincinnati in the point. I'm sure Alabama will win the game, but 13 and a half points is a lot. I mean, I saw with my eyes Cincinnati beat Notre Dame by two scores. And I saw last year's, was it Peach Bowl, where Cincinnati should have beat Georgia. And yeah. by the way, that Georgia team is the exact Georgia team is playing this year. It's all the guys that were coming back this year. And Cincinnati should have won that game. So I like Cincinnati in the points quite a bit. And then I'll take Michigan and, and the eight and a half. I think that's a close game as well. Michigan's style of play and Georgia's style of play lends itself to a lower scoring game, 45, which I think favors points on the total. Michigan. Um, you know, there's a reason why the total is 45, which is low in college football. But Michigan's DNs are awesome. Their defense is good. They're going to try to pound Georgia. I don't know how that'll go. I think Georgia wins a close one, but Georgia's not lighting the world on fire offensively uh, th these days. So I would take the points there as well. Um, I guess you could tease. I have never even done college teasers, but you could tease Georgia. People say, not, people say not to, but. Oh, interesting. If, interesting. if the situation is right. Interesting. Because these college right. games, they can get away from you, it feels like, more yeah, than Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, then don't do that. Listen to Julian, not me. Just take the <laughs> underdog in both those games. What do you know? I'm curious. Where were you going with it? What was it going to be? Um, Teasing Georgia down to minus two and a half and still okay. think that they win the game. You know, right, right. Okay, I didn't know. I mean, one. also, you can get now Michigan up to over two touchdowns. You can get them to 14 and a half. That's a good point. On That's the other side. too. 
Um, all right, Ross like Ross likes the dogs. I don't. I'm an SEC guy. I think we're gonna see Bama and Georgia again. Obviously, those are winners, not spreads. But I don't know. I don't know how Michigan's gonna score too much on Georgia. Georgia's defense has to step up after letting Alabama kind of embarrass them. Yeah, I think that's fair. I do think. Uh, I I do think it'll be Georgia Bama, and I really hope Georgia beats them. Georgia has a mental hurdle when it comes to the Alabama Crimson Tide they just can't get over it yeah that would be a cute story um which you don't know about me Ross is I didn't go to Alabama or anything but I am a Bama guy I just bet Bama 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 so all my futures would be uh would not be in great shape if that happens so go dogs (laughs) roll tide um all right Ross Tucker uh as you heard listen to the even money podcast um and just make money um, it's as simple as that. Maybe even win yourself a super contest. Uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us talking week 15. Um, have a happy holidays and let's enjoy this week 15 with no more, no more sirens going off. Let's just play some football now. Yeah, I hope so. Thank you guys so much for having me. You guys do an awesome job. Happy to come on anytime. Thanks Ross. Thank you. All right, thanks to Ross Tucker from the Even Money Podcast for coming on and giving some insight. Always good to get insight from an actual NFL player. You know, we're just a couple of dopes sitting, you know, sitting in our houses throwing out bets out there. You can actually hear somebody who played the game talk about a little bit there. So nice to get some insight on that. Make sure to check out the Even Money Podcast as well. Julian, you know, like we said earlier with Ross, uh, this week has just turned into an absolute nightmare. Just trying to keep up with the news on who's in and who's out. Lines obviously drastically moving back and forth. I mean, even the news with uh, Jalen Waddle, who is uh, tested positive for COVID, moved the Dolphins line a little bit there in a game they should still easily win against the Jets. But I mean, that's just kind of the state of the sport right now. Coming up with the best bet feels a bit dangerous because we're still, you know, three and a half days away from Sunday. At this rate, it feels like anything can happen at that point. But at least as of Thursday, for something you want to place today, do you have like a, a, a certain lean on any games? You know, obviously the Patriots game is, is one of your best bets for this before, week, but go ahead. Before we go to that real quick, I just want to finish talking about Thursday night because I, we talked okay. a little bit about it with Ross and he likes Chargers. I said on Tuesday and put on Twitter on Tuesday, I took Chiefs minus three. I think the Chiefs keep rolling and I think it's a revenge spot for the first game. No home field advantage for LA. If you do, if you are someone that likes the Chargers in this game outright, don't bet them in the game I would probably bet them 225 to win the division and I'm somebody that has uh Kansas City minus 110 to win the division pretty big so I may hedge a little if the Chargers win this game so the the Chiefs finish with Pittsburgh at Bengals at Broncos if the Chargers win this game they might finish the season 12 and 5 and win out their last four yeah they have the Texans Broncos and Raiders um just worth considering uh, just when I was scanning through the futures market, maybe some, some chargers division. I hope not because I want the chiefs minus three to hit and I want chiefs division to hit, but just something to talk about. Yeah. The, uh, the, the chargers schedule is just, you know, an absolute cupcake schedule after this game, really. Whereas the chart, uh, the chiefs, like I said, Steelers, Bengals, and Broncos, you know, winnable games, but a much tougher schedule than the chargers have here. So this is a huge game for the chargers. Like they're they're I, yeah. I don't want to say their season hinges on this, but at least their division hopes um, kind of hinge on this one here. So it's kind of a, it's a really big game for them there. So I'm, I'm with you. I think that's a great piece there. I love using the chargers and teasers, getting them up to nine and a half. I think that's a really, really great number against a team that struggles to cover to begin with. So now getting them just under double digits um, at nine and a half is a good spot. 
pair that right with the Patriots, getting him up to eight, or if you were able to get eight and a half to, um, you know, even Ross mentioned a good teaser piece there too, as well. With the way some of these lines have moved, uh, there's a lot more teaser legs than even as of this morning. Like even the Cardinals are up at minus 12, get them at minus six now against the Lions. Great line against the Lions. They should absolutely go ham on them by over a touchdown. Go ahead. You want to say something? No. Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so the so getting the Cardinals down to minus six, and then uh, he even brought up the Bengals. I, I, I don't know, man. Like, do they really need to be underdogs against the Broncos? Like, this is how I felt about the 49ers. That didn't work out well. But I don't know. Like, the Bengals, I mean, I get they're on the road against the Broncos, but I don't know. Should they be two and a half dogs in this spot? Like I, I look at no, that I, and I go, mm. I like the Bengals. Yeah. I do like the Bengals, especially at the two and a half. Two and a half is key for me if you're going to tease a dog. Yeah, of course. Getting everything through a one possession game. Um, you did ask me best bet. I, ugh, I don't know if I have a best bet. I, everything I bet is pretty even level confidence, except for my Browns Dolphins money line parlay, which is now in shambles. Yeah. Um, I just need to get lucky and have the Browns get through there. Uh, my best bet, honestly, Steelers plus two and a half, which is gone. So I'll say Steelers money line. I think I like the Steelers the most this week, but it's a pretty, it's a pretty even board for me. No, no big play. All pretty leveled off. Uh, real quick too, you know, since we started recording um, that Eagles line continues to just. Washington travel. added more play. I think it's like 12 or 16 COVID players. Now. Yeah, that's what it is too. But this is incredible. This just goes to show, you know, how much COVID is ravaging the league right now. A week ago, the Eagles were two and a half point favorites. They are sitting at 10 right now between COVID. It's 10? It is 10 now. Yep. Oh, God. All right. I saw the seven. Wow. 10. Oh, no. It is. That's why I was saying it. Since we started recording, this line has just been um, a rocket ship. So the line <laughs> oh, wow. is 10 now for the Eagles, who are not exactly healthy themselves. We don't even yeah. know who's starting under center in this game. If it's and that's a non-COVID thing. That's that's uh, Jalen Hurts dealing with a high ankle sprain. So it's either Jalen Hurts, who is taking first team reps, but doing that alongside him is Gardner Minshew, who looked fantastic last week. But you know, I, I've fallen into that trap before, the Gardner Minshew trap. You know, he shows off you know well one week, and then you know, the, no, even the Jaguars don't want him anymore. But the Jaguars don't want anybody apparently. Um, but yeah, minus 10 now for the Eagles. <clears throat> the way your voice in flux, as I said, that makes me feel like you had something to say about that. Like you were maybe like thinking about a side now. No, no, it's just so many points. I'm just mad. Like I was thinking about the Eagles minus three at one point and didn't do it. <laughs> and now, now look where it is. You have to tease right. them and you can't even get three. Right. Yeah. It's, it, it's wild how much of that's moved, but uh, yeah, over the past half hour. Or so as we've been recording uh, this has moved. Oh, now it's back down to minus nine and a half as I'm speaking, but yeah, it basically moved up three points over the last half hour or so. So it's going to be taking um, a lot of money, obviously in, in that sense, but yeah, it's a really tough week uh, with the news coming through. If there was a bet that I like the best, I do really like that nine and a half and the eight teaser with the Chargers and Patriots. Um, if you're not feeling great about the Chargers and I'm sticking with the Patriots and I'm also teasing them with the Bengals. I think those are two routes that you can go in that sense there. I think those are two of the safer plays, with at least teasing those legs. I also do not hate. Um, oh, and it, it moved again. Dolphins and Jets is moving around too. Like it's literally the, the lines are changing. So the entire board rapidly. is moving. The entire board is a moving target. Yeah, it, it, it's honestly at this rate, just find the, the the number you're happy with. 
what's just wrong with that? Like, then you might I you might not like, be happy with it later, but right, oh well. yeah, it's well, like this is such a unique situation that like <clears throat> I don't think we've ever had a we've been recording a podcast and like we're literally watching lines drastically move as much as we've seen so far. Like I can't. What happened? Think, the, the Browns news broke when we were recording Tuesday. Right, like we didn't even know what was going on at that point, and we were like, oh, it seems weird that it would jump, it would fall two points, and now, yeah. Raiders minus one and a half favorites, minus one twenty on the money line, and then as you imagine, the total is just absolutely crumbled down to sixty. Uh, I'm sorry, thirty eight and a half for the total, which is just bonkers when the you know thinking of where this was. So those are my uh, that's my best bet for this week. Um, interchanging what you want there: Chargers, Bengals, Patriots. I think are the best teaser legs that you can take, and then do as you please with those. Well, so what's your best bet? How do we know if it won? You're just going to say whichever two hit on on Monday and say you won. So, well, see, I I was trying to, you know, be a little sneaky, but you just ruined it. Um, Yeah, yeah, I know what you're trying to do. We're (laughs) transparent here. Well, you're not. You're a snake oil salesman, and I'm the Santa Claus of sports betting and Mr. Transparency. Yeah, for the record, I did all the work on that giveaway, so let's let's relax, okay? Uh, Chargers and Patriot teaser leg, nine and a half and eight. That's your best bet for this week. Okay. And you're sticking with the Steelers. You you can change. Steelers. Oh my God. I can't wait. This is just now like I, the Browns. This is just like the Browns last week. You complaining about it. Well, I, you know, Samir, our producer Samir had to do so much editing because I said, you know, what I wanted if I won so many times that he had to, you know, I'll do a lot of editing and, and bleep, you know, the name of the company that I wanted you to purchase for me when I won because the Titans are going to win that, you know, I was going to drop it again, but I don't want to put him through all that work. It's the holiday season. Good. That's my gift to Samir. I'm not going to make yeah, it. Let Samir get home. Again. Yep. <clears throat> all right. So that's going <laughs> to. Well, we beeping that out. <laughs> Sorry, Samir. All right. Any, uh, any closing thoughts on this disaster of a week 15? <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know if I'm going to bet any bowl games over the weekend. So I can probably save those for Tuesday. And I've been putting some stuff out on Twitter. My two leans, if I do bet anything, BYU against UAB is a huge mismatch on Saturday afternoon. It's just, is BYU, who was ranked as high as 13th during the season, are they motivated to win this game and prove that they shouldn't be playing this early in bowl season against a team like UAB, or do they just not care and they're going to pack it in? If they're going to try, getting them at minus six and a half, maybe lay the 120, get them under a touchdown, I like that. Um, And Saturday night, Marshall was higher, but the plus five against ULL, Louisiana Lafayette probably doesn't care about this game as much. They're local to New Orleans. It's a New Orleans night game. They're partying all week. Marshall's here to win. Um, I would take Marshall plus five. College basketball, there's a not a big game, but there's a game I have circled on Saturday night. Baylor goes to Oregon. Oregon stinks. I've been fading Oregon a lot. They get blown out when they play good teams. If this thing is anything like 10 or better, um i'm not sure i haven't done the capping yet i don't know it could be 12 13 like i don't know what it's exactly gonna be i'm probably gonna lay a lot of points with baylor at oregon in a road game on saturday night and i do not mind whatsoever uh the next two weeks i think we're doing one show a week is that correct we should announce that one tuesdays only tuesdays the 21st and tuesdays the 28th will be the last two unreasonable odds of uh of 2021 
So we'll be doing one show a week for those ones. We'll be doing those on Tuesday. So it will not be Thursday shows. So just be aware of that. Mark your calendars, tell your families that they will not be released on Thursday. So we will get you all the info we possibly can on Tuesday. But if this keeps up in the NFL, you know, the, the podcast might be useless by Tuesday evening at this point. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully things get a little under control, but that is what happens when you come up to the holidays. And that's going to be our schedule for that one. We'll be back to a normal schedule after new year's eve in the beginning of january which is just a couple weeks away maybe we can do like a little wrap like you know things we liked on the podcast funny things that happened and i think we do have something in the work i think we have something in the works for before new year's oh you must have not been listening in our meeting maybe not maybe not i'll have to think about that i'll have to go back and 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 take uh take but after the new year after the new year we'll still be coming at you twice a week probably until after the super bowl after the super bowl we might take a little break yep well, um, I would taking a break because you'll be doing March Madness. I will not be participating. Well, right, but I'm so, I'm talking in February. I think I'm gonna, I think we're going to take a break. I know I'm taking oh, yes. vacation. The Super yes. Bowl's over, and then there's the NBA All Star. I'm taking vacation. You're not going to see me. Maybe you yeah, you and I, you and you and I should be taking a vacation. Yeah, and we're going to be doing that. Oh, the best bets of us. That's right. Yes. Yep. yep. That's right. That's right. I do remember that. Okay, that's going to wrap tell up our listeners. Go ahead. We're doing a best of us bets. <laughs> to this that's literally what i said <laughs> yeah so i'm telling about it we're airing our our grievances um and we're talking about different different sports betting things throughout the year yep so be looking forward to that okay we're gonna wrap it up that's that's this week week 15 hopefully it, it goes well and better than the nfl's handling <laughs> of covid but that's a different story We'll be back next week to preview the Week 16 board Tuesday only. is the only show next week. Until then, talk to you later. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.